I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Okay, so he hosts a show on Wednesdays at Better Days in the Lower East Side. It's such a fun show. you got to see it. And he hosts the podcast Hope of the Hood. Give it up for Petey Diabro. Guys, welcome back to Hope of the Hood. Uh, it's your boy. I'm so happy to be back. My bad for all the listeners. Uh, we had a, a few few weeks off. We had technical difficulties, but I act as back. We back. We rolling. Um, thank you, everybody, for sticking with us. Make sure you rate, subscribe, listen, share the shit. Even if you don't listen, put it on mute and play that shit, man. Every every listen counts. I've had a I've had a good few weeks since I've uh, since you've heard me last. Couple stories to tell. Uh, yesterday, let's start with this. I found three random fucking dollars yesterday. That shit was big for me, nigga. I found it was I found the so I was chilling on Sixth Ave by Bleecker, walking, and I just see a dollar on the floor, right? And I pick it. You know, I swoop in on it, swoop. Picked that shit up and I left it in my hand for a minute just in case somebody seen me. So I didn't want to put it right in my pocket. Like, so I walk with it. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? I put it in my pocket. So after that, I'm on my way to Caroline's and I fucking, I'm on, nigga, Times Square, son. There's a million people in Times Square, nigga. I look down and I seen, like, I seen a dollar, but like folded into a receipt. So I pick it, and nigga, this is right in front of Mickey Mouse and, and, and Spider Man is there. I scooped that shit up real fast. Same shit, same routine. Yo, keep it in my hand for like a block just so niggas don't see me go down, put nothing in my pocket. Now they like, yo, hold up. This nigga got our picture money or whatever the fuck. So then I, I unfold it. It's like $2. I'm like, oh shit, son. I felt, it was something like, it felt like a sign. Like like somebody, the big homie or somebody upstairs was like, yo, you all right, nigga. We got you. Here's a couple of dollars. You know what I'm saying? You get you, the next iced coffee's on me. I feel like that's what the world was telling me. So yesterday was cool. Um, this weekend, I was just telling uh, my boys that I was hosting a few rap shows. Shout out to Uni G for having me host those shows. Uh, Saturday night, I was at uh, New Blue. It was a dope show. A lot of dope performers. Shout out to Uni G. Shout out to 12E. They did their thing. Look out for them. Check them out on SoundCloud 12E. So I'm leaving the spot now, Saturday night. I'm with my man Dan. You know, we got a little joint in rotation. We walking like, yo, you know, whatever. And I and as I'm walking, I see Cool Herc coming out of the restaurant next door. If you guys don't know who Cool Herc is, he is oh. the founder of hip. He's like the father. He's like what Steve Jobs is for Apple. He's that for hip hop. Like he put it on the map. He was like, yo, you know, this is what it is. So I see him 
And I'm like, I, I, instant fan. Like, I had to big him up. I'm like, yo, shit, cool work. And I had met him previously, like, 10 years prior in um in Miami. Took a picture with him and all that in Miami. So I see him. I'm like, yo, cool work. Oh, shit, what's good, man? You know, whatever. And, yo, this nigga looked at me so crazy, bro. Like, you ever seen somebody look at you, bro? And it's like, I don't give a f- Like, what, nigga? It's like that apprehensive, like, yo, this nigga. So then he doesn't say anything, and then he smells the chronic. So he's like, that shit smell kind of strong. So I'm hyped. I'm like, yo, 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 Billy, pass him the joint. Cool work said, nigga, I don't want to smoke with y'all. What you got for me? And I was like, what, 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 wait, what, what? And then I was like, I, I, I ain't got nothing. So, oh, so then I'm going for my phone because I want to show him, like, yo, I got this picture with you from like 10 years ago. So he's like, oh, I won't take no pictures with you. I'm like, nah, I wasn't even, I just wanted to show you a picture. Yeah, he's like, I don't give a fuck about what's in your phone. And then he starts walking away, right? So right at that point, as a man, I felt a little violated. I felt like, God, dude, like, you know, I'm like, this is the ledge. This is a legend. And and I was just like, damn, you know? So he starts walking away and then like, it's raining at this. So it's like, it's visual. Like it's raining. He's a big dude. He's walking away. It feels like the drops are just ricocheting off his shoulders and shit as he walks away. And I go, what about the culture? What about for the culture? I swear to God, in slow motion, he turns around, he looks back and he says, Man, fuck the culture. <laughs> Yo, nigga, I laughed so fucking hard, my nigga. And I just had to eat that and walk with that. Like, So then we had a couple other homies that it was raining. So I had a couple other homies across the street. They were smoking the blunt or whatever. So I, I'm, I, I pull up and I'm laughing. They're like, yo, what the fuck so funny? Shout out to my man Hip Hop Mike. So it's Hip Hop Mike by the Hot 97. So I pull up. And I tell him the story, like, yo, the nigga cool work just said, fuck the culture, son. He tried to get some weed off me. And he's like, so him, he fanboyed out. He's like, yo, is he still there? I got weed. Let's go back. And I'm like, oh, I already felt the energy. Right. And I'm like, oh, you, can't, you know. But I was like, fuck it. I went back with him. We went, it was at this restaurant. Pull up on him. Cool Herc's cutting up fruit on the, on the, on the, on the counter in the, in the restaurant or whatever. So my man rolls up on him, puts like a jar of weed, like one of them containers, like the the medicine, medicinal type of containers, puts it up on the counter, slides it over. Cool Herc looks at it, picks it up, puts it in his pocket. I fall back because I'm like, I'm like kind of falling back because I already knew his energy. I'm like, all right. And I just hear him tell my boy like, yo, I don't give a fuck about none of the names you telling me or who you know. He's like, when you go to the bank and you wait online, and you get to that teller. Can you tell them who you know and, 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 and what you did? They don't give a fuck about none of that. All they care about is what's in your account, yo. So I'm like, oh shit, this nigga's wildin'. So then, so then he's like, um, <laughs> he's like, all right, yo, let's let's just hurry up. Come on, let's take a picture. And in my mind, I'm still like, I don't want, I already have a I'm not trying to take, I was just bigging you up. My man is there. He's taking it to the face at this point because my man, he's just like, he's like, it's like, imagine you see a sensei and a nigga just talking to you wild greasy, but you're like, yo, this is the sensei, so I'm going to just listen and take it all with a grain of salt, right? So I'm like, nigga, the Bronx in me is like, nigga, fuck this nigga, son. Yeah. So he's like, all right, let's take this picture, whatever, whatever. So he's like, hold up, let me go outside and get my stunner shades. So cool her, go to his car, whatever, grab his shades, comes back, and then he has the jaw in his hand. And he's like, yo, the next time... Y'all come to bring me something, man. 
this 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 ain't gonna do this offering is unacceptable. He goes, now, now put five dollars in there and let's take this fucking picture. So my man's like, and I'm like, I'm not paying the stickers. Fuck this thing. So my man is like, yo, oh shit, I ain't got no cash on me. So I go in my pocket, I pull out, I didn't have no five, I had a 10. So I put the 10 in there. And then he's like, all right, let's take the picture. So he grabs my man of hip hop Mike, takes the picture with him. After he takes the picture, you ever see, like, yo, he pushed him so hard. So like, like, like he took the picture and then he just pushed him in the back, like, get out of here. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, now give him your phone and let's take a picture. I was like, nah, I don't really want to. I don't. He's like, give him the phone. I was like, all right, I guess we're taking this picture now. <laughs> so I take the picture with him. And then he takes a picture with both of us, right? So then he like kind of puts us in the headlock. But before we take the picture, me, uh, Hip Hop Mike, and, and Herc, he goes, yo, if y'all say any, if y'all post this shit and put anything funny under the under the picture, I'm going to find you, man, because I'm out in these streets and I got people out in these streets and we're going to find you. And I'm like, is this nigga bullying me right now? Is he low-key bullying me? And then I'm just like, yo, does this nigga know that I'm going to go on my podcast and tell this entire story? Like, the fuck is he talking about, nigga? Ah, oh, man. And then, like, that shit just made me think, like, I don't ever want to invent nothing, nigga. Like, <laughs> that's the moral of the story is don't invent shit, nigga, because if unless you get the bag, you're going to be salty, nigga, like... I could only, that's like if Steve Jobs invented the Apple and then, you know, he got cut out of Apple and then niggas was coming up to him like, yo, I got the new iPhone. He's like, nigga, I don't give a fuck about the iPhone, nigga, and its features. You don't fuck about its features, nigga. And that shit was crazy, son. That shit fucked me up in the head. I was like, God, because it was like sad, but it was like, I guess my, my instant reflex was to get mad. Like, yo, this nigga's really talking to me crazy. But then I was like. I just had to laugh at this shit. Like, this shit is hilarious, dude. Like, he just herbed me and my man and then pushed us out. Like, get off me. And he's a big dude. Like, you ain't flexing on cool Herc, son. The nigga got bad eyes and everything, son. He'll still he'll still connect on you, son. He got, I think I had the thick reading glasses. When my man put the weed down, he had to, like, pick it up and look at it real close. Like, ah, yeah, this is weed. Next thing, last thing I want to talk about is, um, since I've been here last, there's always like new shit that I I, I uh, go through. I um I don't want to throw nobody under the bus, but um so there was a festival a few weeks ago that I wasn't a part of in the city in New York, but a bunch of my homies was doing it. So I'm like I didn't have that. It was like it was an all day thing affair. So I didn't have nothing to do. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go chill with the homies and just hang. Like I'm not going to be at the crib salty like yo these niggas just hating on me. So I said, fuck it, I'm gonna go there. And then, you know, I'm 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 a scab I'm I'm trying to crash the board. So if somebody's I've always I've always came up off of people being late. I've always came up off that shit. So I go, I'm like, yo, let me see if somebody's late. So I go there. The person that books it is there. And I just happen to run into this person. And they're like, yo, are you on any of the shows today? And in my mind, I'm like, yo, why are you trying to play me right now? Like, you know, I think, like, nah, I'm just here, but you need me. I'm just hanging, whatever. And then another homie that's like one of the people that runs it, as I walk away, he goes, God damn, that was awkward. And in my mind, I'm like, yo, these niggas is really trying to play me, son. Because <laughs> I'm from, from the hood. So I'm like, oh, they're really trying to really break a nigga's spirit, son. Like what kind of games? It was, I forgot the name of the um the artist, but there was a song back in the day called Games People Play, son. Games People Play. 
games. So that's was like, and so I was like, fuck it. You know what I mean? I didn't let it break my spirits. Went downstairs between shows, was chilling. I ran into another homie. Actually, I ran into two comedians that was there. And we were just talking. They're like, yo, you on the show? I was like, nah, I'm just hanging. But, you know, I want to do whatever. So the shorty that was in charge of it, I guess the scheduling and all of that, she um, she was like, you know, checking them in, making sure, telling them they, they time slots or whatever. So my man is like, yo, put my man on the lineup, yo. You know what I'm saying? He pulled the, he, he pulled the, he made an OG call. He said, yo, put my man on the lineup. And then my homegirl was like, oh, he ain't on it? Yeah, I vouch for him. Put him on, yo. Mm. So then the shorty in charge was like, oh, all right, but I gotta, I gotta confirm with whoever, whoop, whoop, whoop. So then she came back down and she's like, ah, right, you on the lineup. And I ain't gonna front, that shit felt so fucking good, son. It felt like, yo, that, like, the love over, always overpowers the hate, son. It doesn't even matter. Like, yo, dude, that shit, that shit was so fortifying to my spirit, son. Like, when I walked away, because at first, old Petey, son, as soon as I would face a little bit of resistance, nigga, I would bounce. I'd be like, yo, fuck this shit. I'm gonna go. I, I always feel like Biz Markie in, the, in his verse in the Vapors, where the nigga's like, yo, all, they acted like I wanted to keep it instead of trying to use it. You know what I'm saying? They can say after feeling rejected, I was very depressed. Went and wrote some went went and wrote some yeah, deaf doodle do. rubs at the rest. Mm-hmm. Come on. So I was like, that's how usually I go, but I was like, fuck it, I'ma chill. Boom, boom, boom. And I chilled and it worked out. And that shit reminded me, like, whenever I feel like my spirits is on the ropes, nigga, I watch uh this this uh fight. It was Castillo versus uh Corrales. It, I don't watch the whole fight, I just watched the 10th round. So uh, in the fight, Corrales' face was, nigga, they was, he got done dirty. Like his face looked like, you ever see a nigga that, that's like allergic to shrimps or some shit and eats shrimp fried rice or some shit and his face just blow up. The nigga face was blown up. Tenth round, he's like, nigga got knocked down like two, three times in a round. It was p- pretty much over for him. He kept spitting out his mouthpiece and the ref came up to him and was like, yo, take a point. You got, I'm going to take a point off because you keep spitting out your mouthpiece. Mind you, he'd already been knocked down three times in the round, and he's spitting this shit out to kind of buy more time uh, in the round. And then he goes to his corner, and his fucking uh, trainer's like, yo, you need a knockout now, nigga. Like, it's over. Yo, if you don't get a knockout. Yo, the nigga came back out, son. Boop, back, boop, 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 back. The nigga won the fucking fight, son. That shit was like one of the illest comebacks ever, son. So it was like a parallel to my shit, which was like, if you could take the hits and not let your spirit be broken, you you gonna win the fucking fight no matter how the fuck it looks. Like it don't, cause that shit made me realize too. Like you think about who you was yesterday, and then you like, man, I probably missed out on mad opportunities because I let shit break my spirit, and I just went home instead of just fucking taking it. Like yo, fuck, nigga, this is just what it is. That was the moral of that story, man. Just fucking don't let niggas break your spirits out here, man. They be trying, B. That shit is crazy. Some people get hard. Like, that shit turns people on. Like, people in power sometimes. Like, like especially, like, if you come in confident and they know what you're working with. And, they not, and I don't mean, like, they know what you're working with, like, your talent level. They know what your life is working with. And they know that you might be fucked up, but you still come in with your head up and they see how everybody embraces you and they try to break you down. They go like, all right, let's bring this nigga back to reality. You know what I mean? Like, that's some new shit that I even like. That's new shit that I'm starting to that I've experienced in comedy. Like, I've never really experienced that in real life. Like outside of comedy, it's usually like people treat each other. However, like there's not really 
nobody on the block that's like, yo, let me break this nigga's spirit. If anything, it's just ignorance where we all break. We help, we help keep each other's spirits broken. You know what I mean? It's not like <laughs> we, yeah, it's a, it's a collective broken spirit. Like it's not like, yo, let me break this nigga's spirit. It's more like my spirit's broken. I don't, you know, yo, none of us can make it, son. Right? Word, word, word. You right? Niggas ain't making it. You know what I'm saying? We can't make it. That was my whole life. It was like, yo, niggas can't make it. Nobody, I never seen nobody make it before. So it was like, it's not possible that niggas can make it. So it was just like a group mentality. You know what I mean? It was like a negative mob mentality, but a, a negative inner mob mentality, which is niggas is like, yo, son. I remember when I started doing comedy, uh, one of my homies, or even before I started, when I was just interested, and this was like an OG hustler nigga that I used to hustle with, or hustle for, should I say. And he would always be like, yo, you know, it don't matter how funny you are, nigga. Like, it really don't, son. Like, it's, it's cool if you're funny and you, you whatever, but eventually you're going to have to suck a dick, nigga. Like, that's the only way. And I was like, what? I was like, how'd you know? Which book did you read, son? <laughs> but it was like he was trying to break me down. Like, so I wouldn't even, like, I wouldn't even want to not hustle no more. You know what I mean? Like, it was that old school and shit of like, yo, son, I can't let this nigga leave me, son. He's my best worker So I was like Whatever But um So yeah That was the moral of the story Let's get into this episode Uh This week I have a very special guest One of the homies Um The host of Comedy Knockout This dude's like Honestly he's a cool dude man Like um I've met a Like I said I've met a lot of people In this comedy shit And there's not a lot of people Especially like Um Dudes of color I'll be honest with you Brothers That that show as much love Like I, I have probably have a handful of dudes That show me as much love as you have As far as like starting out You know what I mean Like or, or just it's just a weird I don't know why it's like I feel like other people outside of my culture Or my race would like be more Welcoming As, a, as opposed to being like On the on the defense or whatever on the, So um So I'm happy to introduce this dude Yo uh welcome Damien Lemon everybody Thank you, Pop. Appreciate the appreciate you having me, man. This is a good, this is a nice little situation you got here. Nah, every time you pull yeah. up, come on, I feel yeah, honored, is. son. Yeah, every is. time, you know what I'm saying? Summer ale, doing it big. I mean, you know, we we we, we artisanal now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We trying to live an artisanal life. We trying to do our thing. There it is. Um, how you been, my brother? I've been good. I can't really super complain. You know, shit is good. I can't complain, but shit is good. You know, mm-hmm. I, I got my car stolen though. Just the other day, Get the that fuck out yeah, of that shit fucked me up. That got me a little tight. Where, I'm kinda, where was that? Where you got to start? Out, from? Outside the crib, nah. outside my crib on the block. What kind? Of what you got a Camry, nigga? Nah, I had a got a little. I had an Audi. I had nigga stole <laughs> an Audi. What kind it was of out in the Audi? They was Audi five thousand in my shit. So we waiting. I'm trying to see what's what. If they gonna get that shit back, or if I'm gonna have to just wrap it up in the midst of the whole situation. This shit freshly happened. It's the second time I've talked about it. God damn it. Yeah, man. But it is what it is. Outside of that, life is good. Niggas but, took uh, the ride. Niggas ride's back on the train. Yeah. I ain't never had my ride taken. I've been on the. I've you know I've had my bike taken as a kid, but uh, that's crazy. Yeah, that shit feel. It's it's a. Uh, I'm sick. You know I'm what that reminds me? About that. It reminds me of a um. It reminds me of this documentary I was watching about people that steal, mm-hmm. like, because those cars are not supposed to be able, you're not That's supposed to what be they able say. to steal those. But what yeah. they do is they put them on a fucking flatbed, like a right. tow truck. And get rid, and yeah. And ship that shit overseas. Right. You know what I mean? The yeah. shit is crazy. Like, they put that shit in the container and ship it to, like, Africa or some That's shit. What the or Dubai said. or some shit. You That's know what, what I mean? That's what the cat said. But the thing is, the interesting thing, um, 
Cops got a way where they could follow your car. Like, they could ping your mm-hmm. car. If they put the license plate in, when you go over tunnels, I mean, over bridges and things like that, it'll pop up like an easy pass type mm-hmm. thing. So, while I was talking to the people, between making my, like, when I first uh, reported it and filling out the report, they pinged my shit about three times. It was like, oh, it just went, it's in the Bronx. This shit is just uh. coming through the Williamsburg. My shit was on tour, family. It was ugly. <laughs> It was an ugly moment. So I hope they can find this shit. The cat was like, it's a good thing. Either, you know, typically, if they're not joyriding, either chop it or you'll find your shit in the cart somewhere right. on its way to, yeah. you know, Madagascar or whatever. <laughs> so we'll see what's what. Yeah, that's bugged out. You know, but other than that, I'm chilling. Son, I got carjacked once. Ooh. Where, here? In Miami. Miami. Well, no, in Orlando, even worse, my nigga. I got carjacked in Orlando. I was... um. I was just cruising. It was never much to do in Orlando, but right. it was like my first nice car. I had a 540i. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. VH. Yeah. I had the Inkies on it, 20s. Yeah. I had the TVs and the headrest TVs. Dolo? I was solo dolo, okay. you know what I'm saying? So I'm just, because I'm, I'm a young, I was probably like 20. Okay. Not even, not even. I was probably like 18, 19. I was Ooh. young, son. So okay. I'm, you know, I don't know how to act, nigga. Yeah. I, that was when niggas was rocking icebergs and, and, and Gotta all do that a little shit. Bugs Bunny on your chest. Yeah, I had the yeah. bugs and all of that. Okay. So I'm riding through, cruising through downtown Orlando. I um, I remember I had a Nextel, matter of fact. I had a Nextel at the time. Mm-hmm. I had a, when they first came with the color screen the shirts. Joints. Mm-hmm. I was like, Burp. So yeah. my shit fell in between the, the armrest uh-huh. and, the, and the driver's seat. Uh-huh. So I pull into a, um, I, I remember my girl texted me and my shit fell. Uh-huh. I pulled into a parking lot. Like an out, they had outdoor parking lots. Right. Pull in, head first. I just hear a fucking car skirt pull up behind me, and I'm not even paying attention. But before I know, I so I go for my phone. Mm-hmm. I look up, nigga. There's two guns in the in the window, like one on my side and one on wow. the passenger side. <laughs> and I'm just like, nigga. And it was almost like when shit like it was it happened so fast I couldn't be scared. I could, yeah. I just knew procedure and protocol. They didn't even tell me to lay on the floor. They right. got, I laid on the floor voluntarily. Like, yo, I think this is what they do mm-hmm. you do. Mm-hmm. And I just remember them pulling skirt, skirt, uh-huh. and just fucking dipping out in my shit, son. And I was like, sick, bro. And they found the shit like maybe like uh maybe like a month, a few weeks later, that uh-huh. shit. They like Fucked up the seats Like like they buck 50 The seats ah. they, they pulled all of the TVs out Obviously And um But they couldn't get the rims off Cause they had the The, the lock, lock on it and shit And um I ended up Like they bashed the windows It right. was crazy It was it like Totals your joint Yeah, yeah But I actually ended up Selling this shit To my cousin For like six racks So I was like wow. ah, At least I got something out of it like in that condition, and he yeah, fixed it yeah, up. Yeah, he's you know guy in his hood nigga. Go. He got it. He was like, "No, nah, I take that. It's something still good. Yeah. Still some meat on that bone." Yeah, yeah. He was like, "Fuck that." But nah, yeah. that shit is very violent violations. Ooh. Yeah, man, violations. At least, at least your shit was like they didn't take it like that. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't by force. Yeah. It was, you know what I mean? That oh. would have been ugly. That yeah. would have been too. Yeah. You know, it's the illest shit. That shit happened right in front of the police precinct. Man. Ugh. Downtown Orlando. That's so terrible. I, I, I walked into the police precinct like, yo. The fuck is y'all doing? <laughs> That's what you walked in like. Fam, did you not look out the window? <laughs> that I'd shit be happened sick. right there. And I was Man. like, damn, nigga, that shit. I remember I had on a lime green iceberg with it has Sylvester uh, and Tweety on it. So uh, I was feeling myself. I had, yeah. the, I had the lime green Air Maxes on. I was uh, feeling myself, nigga. Yeah. yeah. And them niggas laid me down so sweet. They was like, lay it down, nigga. Mm-hmm. Give it, give up the goods and get sprayed. And I was there like, all right, I'm gonna give it up. Stay cool. 
And um, that shit, I never forget, man. That shit, I couldn't even tell niggas for a while because I can't. That's the thing, like when you from the from the Dude, New York, from the your, yeah, fuck with your your pride. But not only that, niggas ain't trying. Niggas like, yo, you telling me Mickey Mouse jacked you, nigga? You in Orlando, <laughs> nigga? Who the fuck you let, nigga? You left the. Bronx. That's what's going on down there. That's yeah. what happened. You went all the way down there to get. Oh, we yeah. could have Takashi you right, right here, nigga. What the right. fuck is you going down there for? Yeah. So damn, so your car got stolen. Car got stolen, but other than that, I'm out. But you got that insurance though. Yeah, I got insurance. So we should be we should be straight. Yeah, you're gonna get that new we thing, son. Yeah, I'll, I'll, come I back. hope you're into Kashia and you just told niggas to run up on your own shit. No, no, no. no. Is that what they said? Is that is that yeah, thing the thing? They found that it was fake? Nah, they, that's what they, the streets speculate. Oh uh, yeah, I heard some street speculation. But the streets, that's what they do. <laughs> that's what they do they speculate there's a lot of speculation and I do think there's some spirit breakers in the streets I feel like oh, that's yeah. a tough job too spirit breaker mm-hmm, mm-hmm. cause it's always that nigga that's gonna remember oh, yeah. yo remember that one time <laughs> you gonna be getting your walk of fame stuff but hold on hold on remember that one time son snuffed you in front of the barbershop and you was crying and shit looking crazy this is the nigga can tell all the media outlets that's a spirit breaker. Yeah, yo. They but, out uh, here, though, man. The yeah. niggas is out here in full, of, full effect. Yeah, man. I hate that Cool Herc did y'all like that, too, man. That was fucked up. Nigga, that shit felt so <sighs> crazy. That's sad. That's sad on so many levels. But you know, I think that comes from, to your point, like when you, they say the second rat gets the cheese. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. like, he founded hip-hop, or he was one of the forefathers, but he didn't get to eat like the next motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so there's a there's definitely but, a level of bitterness. But, but I feel like also with the character that he showed me. Yeah, he probably was like that prior, or or not even even if he wasn't like that prior, he's like that now, nigga. So yeah. if you got blessings and shit coming at you, that negative orb is gonna fucking. Ricochet yeah. all of them shits from you. Like, yo, it's like, you, yeah. you're telling me, nigga, you telling me you can't get the bag in 2018. Like, the history don't change. Like, it's not like a nigga could be like, yo, you didn't invent it now. You wasn't a part right. of it. So it's a matter of swallowing your fucking pride. Uh-huh. And you don't even got to because everybody's going to acknowledge you as the founder no matter what. Yeah. And just move forward and get, get to the bag. Yeah. Uh, this nigga trying to extort niggas for photos, sir. Five dollars. You gave him ten. I gave him ten. So that nigga ain't gonna stop now. And then <laughs> that was gonna be his last day extorting. And then when he was like, "Yo, if y'all niggas put anything negative under this photo," in my mind, the first thing I thought was like, "Yo, you telling me you're gonna follow me?" Right. 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 <laughs> cool. How Herc, you know? New follower. Alert. <laughs> Shout out to my, my man, Herc. We working. Damn, oh, so shit, that shit man. was painful, man. It's tough. I hate to see that. I hate to see that. Actually, Cool Herc saw me bomb one night at the, um, I was at the, the fuck, I was at, uh, what's that shit called? Cafe Lou's on Boston Road of the Bronx. And this is, this was like, shit, at least six years ago, probably longer than that. It used to be a Sunday night comedy show. Smokey used to host that shit. Mm. And it was a little hood room, a little bar. Tough crowd, you know what I mean? And I did my thing, but it was a slow. We, we mm. was mud fighting up front. It was a slow one. And I kind of pulled it out. And I got off the stage, and the nigga Cool Herc came up to me. Old Cool Herc ass. And he was like, yeah, it was looking bad for you for a minute, but uh, you you got you got it together. <laughs> I was like, thanks, Cool Herc. <laughs> this nigga, Cool Herc. Yo, you know so fucked up? Because then I went on his gram. Like, fuck it, let me Oh, get... he got a gram? He got a gram. Okay, cool. I don't know if it's him, but you know, he probably got a handler or something. Yeah. 
So I go to the gram now. I'm looking at his gram, and he got mad pictures with like, you know, fucking um, just you know, like uh, he had a lot of pictures with like like older white women, but like, mm-hmm. but like, but not like that, but like you know, people that probably like you know, organizations. They got or dot orgs, a lot of dot org photos okay. in there. Okay. So I'm like, I wonder if he treats them like that, or he just waits to see niggas in the hood. Like, I can't stand you, niggas. right? Right. <laughs> I felt right. like that was the energy he was giving me. Like, a, I can't stand you, niggas. But yeah. then, like, when I look at his shit, I'm like, he probably don't treat them like that, though. Nah. He nah, probably be no. like, yo, what's good? He don't ask them for five dollars. But they probably don't come up to him like, who Herc? They probably know him by his regular name. They don't even associate it with hip hop. Like, I think it's the hip hop okay, association. Okay. All right. It's like if you, like you said, if, if I'd you. would be like, yo, Clive. Right. He'd be like, how you know? You know what I mean? He'd been feeling it. He'd been feeling it. I seen the philanthropy work you've been doing out there at, uh, at fucking Murray Hill. No, I just think that when you come up to him with some hip hop shit, it probably uh, it triggers the fact that he didn't get what he felt he should have got with this hip hop shit. To your, your Apple point. One of them niggas that got kicked out of Apple. You come up with an iPhone, like, yo, let me take a... F- Don't get this fucking iPhone away from me. That shit's oh, crazy. I'm still on the train. Yo, anyway. how... Um, you from New York, right? I'm from New York, yeah. I'm from Brooklyn originally, okay. and then uh, later on I moved up to Westchester. I lived in Austin uh, for, like, junior high, high school. Oh, or how was that? How was that growing up in... Uh, in well, how, how was it moving from Brooklyn... Uh-huh. To Austin, what was that like? It was different. It was different. It was. It was. Ve- it was different. Oh, real quick, real quick. What is Austin like? Because I said it like I know yeah, what it's yeah, like. Yeah, I don't know yeah, what that yeah. Now like. Austin is interesting. It's not. Um, it's like a like a blue collar. I guess this is in suburbs in Westchester. It's a blue collar town. It's divided in a way where like. I guess I mean it's almost like the black side, the white side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is it is a it's a town in a village, but it's divided by like the high school. So people that live, I want to say I think that's behind the high school. People that live behind the high school, or is that the front? I'm trying to figure out which side of this high school is. On one side of the high school is like the black community, on the other side of the high school is like the white community. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's very diverse though. It's way more diverse than I've ever been because I lived in Brownsville and that was oh, pretty much all blacks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Listeners, if you don't know, Brownsville is like probably the only place in Brooklyn that has not been gentrified. Yeah, this is just as, one of the few. That maybe East New York. East New York. So that was all black. That was all black to the point to like if you was Puerto Rican, you were like, it wasn't that many motherfuckers. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I used to be in the fresh air fund, though, as a kid. So my moms would send me away for like two weeks every summer. So I'd been outside of outside of Brooklyn before. I'd been to like, that where used to, they used to take me up to like places like Gloversville, New York. So I connected it. Yeah, just wild <laughs> shit. And, I, and it was interesting. It was a, I think I got the culture shock shit done early. Cause uh, I remember being in Fresh Air Fun and being sent from like somewhere like Brownsville to Gloversville, and you're staying literally. I'm staying on a on a farm with a family that has no television. They're very much about reading the Bible every day at six p.m. Oh, shit. Uh, you know, the the mother doesn't work. the The father works for this big farm down the block. Uh. There was these two white kids I met. It was a couple of white kids I met, but these two white kids, they were brothers. They were twin brothers. And they they were the kids or the grandkids of the guy that owned the farm. So like old McDonald's grandkids, right? Mm-hmm. And they had money. 
So I remember they had a, they had like a fucking, what's that shit? The Darth, they had like, there used to be like this Darth Vader case that if you opened it, it could put maybe about 50 G.I. Joes in it. It was like a holding case. big ass Darth Vader shit. They came through, brought like 50 G.I. Joes just to play with. Mind you, I'm the Fresh Air Fud kid. They took me to Walmart. They bought me some fucking, like some bubbles. Like a little, like a little plastic <laughs> jar of bubbles and shit. So I'm blowing these bubbles. The kids is like, yo, I like your, I like the bubbles and shit. Yo, that's cool. Yo, can, you want to switch? You want to, you want to change? What's up? Oh yeah, why not? Yeah. You want to, they were like, yo, you want to, um, you want to trade the bubbles for my my GI Joes? Like on some to keep shit. Or to just, keep shit. Oh, now the crazy. first thing I'm thinking is, oh they fucking up. I'm thinking, oh they <laughs> they slow as shit up here in Gloversville. I'm about to get them. I can't wait to go because that was the shit as a kid. Y'all got the whole collection, and this was like the whole collection. This That's is more GI Joes I ever seen in my life. Nigga, I was like, uh oh, they slipping. <laughs> this is you know what I mean. So I said, yeah, sure. So we do that. <laughs> They give me all of the G.I. Joes in this case of shit. And like, I got like 50 new G.I. Joes. They got a little eight ounce bottle of bubbles. They go and do their thing. I got mad G.I. Joes from the crib playing. I'm rich with G.I. Joes. I'm feeling like I conquered the world. About three hours later, kids come back. There's no bubbles in the shit. They're like, yo, we want our G.I. Joes back. It's like, nah, fam, there ain't no G.I. Joe's, but we're talking about a, trade. a deal is a deal. You gave, we traded, that's all. Uh-huh. They was like, nah, one of the kids, they was like, nah, we want our G.I. Joe's back. One of the kids started like halfway, like not crying, but beefing. So then, um, I don't want to say the name, with the lady, she was like, Damien, you got to give him back the thing. You know what I mean? You got, I'm sorry, you got to give him back the thing. I'll get you some new bubbles. I was like, this is bullshit. She's like, Damn, I know, but you got to give it back. Go out, bring, bring them stuff. So I gather all the G.I. Joe's, put it in a little thing. I go outside. I shove it in one of those things. And I just snuffed the one kid. Wow, snuffed him. <laughs> Started crying. And then Shorty was like, oh, shit. She pushed me out the way. Huh? Tended to the kid. You all right? You all right? Because these kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. this could be, I lose the whole job and shit. But uh, it showed me early that perception, you got to be careful. Everybody... You know, like, I couldn't judge people from where they were from, regionally. Right. You know what I right, mean? Right, it's, right. you know, and that I, I kept that going just throughout life. I used to also go down to Atlanta for the summer. So, like, I would see, you know, a lot of people would kind of sleep on people from the South, saying that they, you know, there was country, things like that. And them motherfuckers is wolves in sheep's clothing, too. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. all I'm saying, I say all that to say... I never really adjust how I view somebody by where they're from until I really, I have to have the encounter. Anyway, long story short, Austin was different. Austin was way more diverse. But you was already kind of built for it, though. I was, I mean, I had met different types of people. You know what I mean? So there was that. But then also, like, Austin was way more diverse. I met my first... I remember my first Dominican girl in Austin. She was beautiful too. But like band, like all types of Latino uh people from Ecuador, people from DR, people from like, you know, just all over Central America. Right. All types of different black people, obviously different types of white people, age like it was just 
it was diverse as fuck. Right, 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 right. So that was kind of cool. And then and immediately, you know, I was I was always fairly smart, at least <clears throat> reading wise. My, you know, like, you know how you do your little tests, you see your reading level, mm-hmm. you see like, oh shit, I'm in the I'm reading on the sixth grade level and I'm in the third grade, you know, that right, type right, of shit. Right, 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 right. Um I got up there and then school was way like way more challenging than what I was fucking with. Like, Why? Because they cared about you? I, I mean, I guess they, they, cared, they, the they cared about the kids and education. <laughs> you know what I mean? This shit wasn't a hangout. This shit was for real. This was demands. And I was I was floundering for a bit. I was like, oh, shit. I'm about to be fucked up out here. These kids are smart as fuck. And, uh, but overall, man, I had a good time. It was, uh, you Yo, know, it was a nice place to live. I feel like you was always a funny, like a funny uh, person. Was you was you funny in school and shit? Yeah, you funny? Been, yeah, that was my thing. That was kind of how I think. That was how I kind of, you know, made friends. Oftentimes, right? You know what I mean? Especially moving around, like I moved from Brownsville to Bed Stuy to you know the Austin and shit like that. But like, that's kind of how I used to identify people. Mm-hmm. Like just by what you found funny, I'd be like, it's kind of like peeping somebody's taste. You know what I'm saying? Like, what kind of music you listen to or what kind of jokes you laughing at. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. It's like, all right, we probably get along. Did you always know you was you wanted to be a comedian or was that something that came later in life? Like, how? It, what, and, like, if it came later, what made you actually pursue this shit? Like, what mm-hmm. made you in your crazy mind go, yo, this is something I could do yeah. instead of get a real job? Uh, I think... <clears throat> Not that this ain't a real job. No, no, like, no, no. You find out it is. Yeah. I think that... um. I was always big into comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember seeing Delirious as a kid, and I remember that shit being transformative. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the way, like, I, I like, I memorized that, that, that special, like, album. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Down to the breaths, the intonation, the way he delivered, like, all of that. Like, you learned so much without realizing you was learning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just in how to deliver a joke, how he spoke, how he, you know what I mean? Just stick, like, all of that type of shit. And me and my man Monty, we would, like, quote parts of the special to each other just to make each other laugh. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that might have been the seedling to kind of realize, oh, this is how you make people laugh. This is how you elicit that response. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I started bringing that to school and, you know, being funny in school. And, you know, I used to always get on my report cards, distracts and disrupts class. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he's smart, but he distracts, disrupts class, da 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 Because I would get bored or, you know. Yeah. Um, you needed that attention. I needed that attention. <laughs> yeah, dead ass. And that, and that gratification right. from being funny. Right. And then... Um, I never really thought about it. Like, I want to be a comedian. I don't think I've ever said that until way later. I remember when when Def County Jam came out. I remember that shit was a big deal. Then I remember when I went away to college, you know, Cass was like, yo, that New York, the nigga from New York, he funny as shit. He funny as shit. But they used to be like, yo, you look like Chris Rock. And they used to kill me with that because this is... This is back before Chris Rock was like that motherfucker. Right, right, this is right. like Pookie era. Okay, you know what okay, I mean? Okay. So I was like, hey, hey, I ain't like, I didn't like, I didn't like that comparison. I right. thought Chris Rock was very funny, but I wasn't feeling it. This is pre-bring the pain type shit. Not even pre-bring the pain, but uh, like it was, you know. And I, I kind of, I think there was part of me that was kind of shying away from it on on that level and on the level of people would say because you know when Def Comedy Jam came into the to the culture. That's when it became real, especially for like 
black comedy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you would see a lot of comedy. I've seen a lot of, like, Rodney Dangerfield, George Burns, Carlin, you know, Jay Leno. Stephen you, Wright. Stephen Wright. A lot of white guys. You know what I mean? You hear, you see Pryor here. You catch a few Sinbad. You know, you see a few black people. But when Def Comedy Jam came, you seen, like, this whole lineup and you exposed all these new black comics. It became like, oh, that, that, and it was popping. Right. It was, you know, it was, it was presented within the context of hip hop, niggas is dancing at the end, kick Capri DJing, you know, like it was a whole thing. So that's when it started to get a little sexy. But at the same time, this is like when I was in college, I remember in college they would have certain comics come down. I remember Jamie Foxx came to our school and uh, I think there was like a, like a warm up cat came on and they booed that mercilessly they destroyed him just because he was an unknown you right, know what I mean right, right, they didn't right. even let him get in his bag to be funny or not <laughs> it was just like who is who get about it where Jamie at you right, know just right, a right. disorderly you know disrespectful ass motherfucker so I was like I don't know if I wanna fuck with that shit cause I was very I was very very prideful mm. from high school through college so but I was my pride was all almost like a defense. But my pride and my comedy was like, my, not my comedy, but my sense of humor was used as defense mechanism. Because yeah. I didn't want you to, I would get you before you ever got me. You Absolutely. know what I mean? So like to your point where you said, um, like maybe you might have got your spirit broken and you just didn't go further. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I got my spirit broken. It was times where I just didn't even challenge my spirit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was a way in which you could do it. And we, like, I'd be like, nah, these niggas doing too much. I ain't trying to do all that. You know what I mean? And it sound cool, but you're not challenging yourself. And what you really say is, I'm not trying to do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for a while, I was nervous about trying to be funny professionally and then finding out, oh, shit, you're not really, you're not, you're not really built for this shit. Now you got to find a whole new identity. So for a long time, I would like aspire to it, but it'd be a quiet thing. I didn't tell nobody. I would write jokes like in a book. You know what I mean? Like for years, I'd keep jokes. Just if some shit came to me funny, blah, 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 blah. Like I learned how to write jokes or whatever. And then uh, year after year for quite a few years, you know, every year I would have like a list of goals and things that I wanted to do and then what I did the past year, right? And each year. Where'd you get that from? I don't know where I got that from. I used to, um, I used to read a lot of self-help books coming up. That's crazy. Yeah, because my sister might have put me on to that. My sister was uh, very big on self-help. I remember my sister, my brother-in-law, at one point when I was younger, I used to stay with them sometimes. My sister and my brother-in-law, they were big on, you ever heard of this, this company called Amway? Amway is kind of like a, I guess like, like a, a bus or some shit. Nah, it's like a, I guess like maybe like a, not Avon, but it's like a, it's like one of these direct sale companies okay, okay. to where it's about selling. It's almost damn near like a Ponzi scheme, but you, mm-hmm. the more you sell, the further up in the company you go, you become direct and you go diamond and you're making all this money and it's, you know, they selling you hope mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. selling you hope, but they telling you, they selling you hope and hustle. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They like, yo, if you do this, you can live like that. And there was a lot of like, um, there'd be a lot of like maxims that you, that you would damn near live by. You know, when people trying to stay inspired, yeah, you living by shit like that. So like, this is back in the days when like Les Brown was big. Mm. 
Still, so, still big. Les Brown is that motherfucker. You I know? mean, ET kind of took him out, but yeah, he's still big. Because e, I feel like Eric Thomas kind of like Ooh. it's like I feel like ET wrote the Bible for like a lot of black motivational speakers. ET? Uh, Eric, not Eric Thomas. Who's Eric Thomas? He's he's called the hip hop preacher. Oh, okay. I was like, I, it's so funny that you said self help because I got into self help at the bottom of the black. Like, I was okay. damn near rock bottom, nigga. So right. shout out to your sister for putting yeah, yeah, yeah. you. Know, you owe her a bag, nigga. Yeah, no, no, no. That she, she, she put she you know, ahead of the game, nigga. She like, used early. to have me early, like just little shit. Like she would write me. You know what I mean? It's back when you still write letters. Like I'd be in school and shit. She'd write me. You know, body yard. It may be hard, but inch by inch, it's a cinch. You know, little shit. Like mm, mm. this is what you should do. Read this book. I've read it all types of books. So I learned about like goal setting plans and shit like that. So um, like I said, year after year, I would put get on stage. Like that became a goal for me, right, get right, on right, stage. Right, right, right. And I would front year after year. And I would feel, you know how you'd be fronting for a while, you could just feel that shit like, come on, fam. And, uh, you know, I had, I was working. By this point, I was like in my adult life working and shit. I used to work marketing. And uh, I used to fly to LA like damn near 10 times a year. So when I was in LA, I would go to like to the Laugh Factory and and watch shows or go to the improv, go to Monday nights to D-Ray shit and watch those shows. I just liked being in it. And I was, I'm like, I was casing the whole shit. Like I'm watching and I'm saying, okay, I think I could be as funny as that guy. When that guy was funny, oh, that motherfucker was funny. Like I'm in it. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh more and more, I could just feel that shit building in my spirit. Like, I was just like, dog, I want to do this shit. And I started telling a couple people. And then one day, I went to, uh, I started researching open mics. I went to an open mic downtown at this place called South's Comedy Hole, which was on Bleecker and McDougal. Basically, there's a J.G. Mellon there now, but it's like literally down the block from the cellar. Mm-hmm. And I went to the open mic. I chilled in the back of the open mic, watched the open mic. And I was, you know, again, like, rating. Ah, I think I could get into this shit. I think I could do some shit. And I'm, again, like, I'm writing jokes right, and shit. Right, 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 right. So, um, <clears throat> so I said, fuck it. I'm going to do this shit. I'm coming back next week. And uh, I came back. Because they asked me when I got there. They came up to me with the clipboard. You want to go on stage? I was like, nah, I'm chilling. I'm just watching. They was like, all right. But I guess they could smell it on it. So then I came back. nobody watches open mic. Nobody, like you know what I mean? That's what you don't realize till you start. Nobody goes to, to see open mic comedy. Shout out to all the open micers, real talk, though. But um, so then I come back maybe a week or two later because I might have been bullshitting. I come back and I'm going down the steps. So before I could even get to the final step, the motherfucker hit me with the clipboard. You here for the mic? Here, sign up. I'm like, oh, shit. So I signed up and I was probably like ninth or something. So you got... Plenty of time to stress out. Yeah. And I'm trying my hardest to stay, like, stay cool. Did I'm you like, have a drink before you got on? I don't think I had a drink. I might have had to buy a drink to get on. And so may I, I might have had a drink, but if I did, it wasn't strong enough. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? Like, I was in that bitch, and I was nervous. But I'm, like, doing some type of breathing technique that's, like, calming me down to the point where I'm damn near about to fall asleep. That's crazy. Like, I don't even do meditation, no type of breathing. This is just off the dome. This right. was, like... I'm just, but then I go on stage finally. I got maybe four minutes or whatever, four to five minutes, and I get a few laughs. You know what I'm saying? By shit that I kind of came up with that day. I was like, oh shit. And, um, was you gassed after that? Because I feel like the, I, the first mic I ever did, it's uh-huh. like the same story. Yeah. But like, I got a couple laughs from strangers, yeah. and I was like, oh, you niggas about to give me a sitcom it's next over. week, nigga. It's over. It's over. Did yeah. you feel, did you have that feeling of like, oh shit, I'm, I got this? 
I felt like... Did you feel like... Because you get uh, laughs from strangers. It's a, yeah. it's a different... I felt like I found a calling. I definitely felt like, okay, this might be it. This this could be it. I didn't... I don't know if I was like... I thought as far down the line as all of the spoils and the riches it was going to bring. Mm-hmm. But I definitely was like, oh, I'd get back up. I got to do this shit again. I got it. And I was like... Like a comic, I was already picking my shit apart a little bit. Like, all right, bet, I'm that's cool. I think you know what I mean? Like, all right, I think I could do that. I think you know what I mean? Like, I was in. I was in. I was like, you know, I, I was on a fucking high. I just was on a high. I was more so on a high that one, I got some laughs, so that kind of validated, oh shit. Cause it, quietly, I didn't know that I was funny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just wasn't yeah, tested. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause when you funny, you know you funny. You don't yeah. need comedy to let you know you funny. That's on the block. That's, yeah, that's, that's in the class. That's early. A, that's your whole life. Right. It's like ah, oh, and and you're not really. That's funny because when you being funny, yeah, in your life, in regular life. You're not really thinking about it. Like you're no not, expectation. You're not like, yo, let me take this this uh right. this beat. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, right. Let me tag that last joke. Yeah. None of that. You might even there might, and I always say there's no expectation. There might be a little bit of expectation, but it's not like as a comedian. You known as the funny nigga. Oh, here come Pete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Say like, some shit. Say yeah, some yeah, shit. Yeah, say like, some more. Oh, oh, oh. about to light you up. Here go. You know. Oh, I'm not saying no shit around you. I know how you get. You know, all of that type of shit. But when I was like, oh shit, first I got it done. That was like, that was a thrill in itself because literally at least three, maybe four years, I would just transfer the shit over. Nah, not this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and kind of figure out some type of way to justify why I wasn't going for it. And then, um, it, that picked off, that popped off, started meeting other comedians. Mm-hmm. It was like a little bit of a community. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, what was so funny was I was still kind of low about it. Like I didn't tell, I didn't really tell many people I was doing comedy still. Cause in my mind, which is ridiculous in my mind, I wanted to be great by the time that the people I knew saw me. That's not crazy. Cause I was saying, I uh-huh. feel like what for me is like, I didn't tell nobody, nigga. I, nobody came to see right. me. I didn't, I didn't want nobody to see me cause right. I knew I was trash. Right. Like I was, re- I was realistic. I'm right. like, I wasn't one of these things like, like, I don't know, but you know what happened? When did you bomb though? After the first time you went up, when did when did you feel the f- first bomb? I'm like, oh shit, nigga, it ain't the f- like the first time. I probably bombed <sighs> a couple times down at like sales and shit like that. Like, uh, you remember the second time going back? Like after the first nah, time, you went? I don't remember the second time. I just remember that became like you know it became like a it's almost like errors. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when I first started open micing. I was in that thing. And then I started kind of like sales kind of became the place where I would perform. So now outside of an open mic, you'd be out barking. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they still do barking, but like you just have to stand in front of the club like right. few hours and, and bark up a show. Mm-hmm. Yo, we got comedians and you bullshit. Yo, Chappelle show, da, 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 whatever, whatever, you know, whatever the hottest thing is. SNL, Chappelle show, Cup Dudes got this people. And we used to actually... Really advertised the people that we really had. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, uh, who was big back then? What's my man's name? Like, Rick Shapiro was a big cat. Greer Barnes was always on the, on the joint. Uh, Mike uh, Mike Britt 
Mike Yard, maybe. Shout out to Mike Britton. Mike you know Britton. what I mean? Great boss. And these niggas was like, beasts. Beast, beast. You know what I mean? Like, no, you know, Real quick, real quick, funny story, not to cut you. Go ahead. Um, when I first started, I was interning at mm-hmm. Greenwich, right? Okay. And, and I, um, I remember, son, because like the, everything you're saying is like, yeah. nigga, same show. Like, I, I met you at Greenwich. I, yeah. That place, first time I seen you, yeah. I remember watching Def Comedy Jam back in the day. Right. Uh, Ricky Harris, rest in peace, was yeah. hosting the joint. And um, I remember I was watching it, mm-hmm. and Flex went up, yeah, and he did a whole bit. Like his whole set was about how he would fucking uh, uh, finesse a bitch. Like right. oh, I would, I would, I would lick her leg, and right, 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 he right, put right. the ice and all that shit. Like his right. whole set was that, right. right? And then Mike Brick came up, right? Right. And he was like the only one on the show that actually had jokes, right? That right. wasn't dancing or right. wasn't, you know what I mean? Right. And fast forward to when I started doing it, mm-hmm. I met him. Like, yeah. he was headlining at the spot yeah. where I was interning, and I'm yeah. like, yo, I know you from blah, da 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 mm-hmm. He like, nah, nah. I'm like, yo, I could recite your whole set right yeah. now. Right. Where the mother? Right. He like, go ahead. Nigga, I recited his whole set from, like, 95. Nigga, like. What he said? <laughs> well, how did he respond? He was like, oh. And like we was just friends from That's like dope. he took kind of took me under the wing after yeah. that and it was like damn so that shit's pretty dope but yeah, yeah. so you was barking at the Sal's joint I used to bark at the set but I was barking and like barking on the low it was almost like selling crack like I didn't <laughs> want nobody to know I was out here doing so right, right, like, right. yeah like kind of like you know as long as you don't look familiar I'll speak right. to you because I didn't want nobody that knew me to be like yo fuck you doing comedy now what's going on right so I would be barking these shows you know and then. Uh, there would be times when you would get bombed, you would bomb, or you would go down there, and it'd be like four people in the crowd, or it'd be like a a couple, like uh, it'd be like a bunch of uh, like a bachelorette party or come through. You get excited because it was twelve women. Like, okay, now we can have a show. Right, right. They drunk as fuck, and they talking, and you don't really know how to deal with that. You mm-hmm. don't know how to. You know, you know, you kind of waiting for the room to settle to go into your shit. You don't know how to, you know what I mean? So it would be those types of bombs more than anything where it wasn't like you ain't getting booed or you ain't like, you might not get laughs, but it was more like you just didn't know how to control a room. You didn't know how to, uh, for a while it was, I used to hate this feeling. It'd be a feeling where you're on the mic, you're on stage on the mic, but you still feel like they're not paying attention. You right, know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Like, there's a, there's a part to where, and I guess it just comes in time, where you have to learn how to command your presence right. and, and own that crowd and make sure that they understand that you are the focus of this shit. I think when you first start, a lot of comedians are very meek. You know what I mean? They're looking down or they speed it through their material or, right. you know what I mean? They or they so, making excuses. I, yeah, I went yeah. to a mic the other day. Uh-huh. It? Today's the other day. Might have, was it? No, uh, it might have been yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was yesterday, matter of fact. So yeah. I had a mic. Yeah. And I like, I like to go to mic sometimes, just random pop in. Yeah. You know, nobody, you don't expect nothing and yeah. you just go and work on some new shit or whatever. Yeah. And a dude's up there. Well, it was a few people that Every time they told a joke that didn't work, right? They would say like they would have a like some sort of excuse. Like one dude goes, "Man, this worked at the Broadway oh, Comedy God. Club open mic. I don't know, man. I don't know." And I was like, in my, in my mind, I'm like, "It ain't supposed to work. You knew, nigga. Just just ghost and just Do go, it. just figure it out." But where I was going with it was like, all right. So even with those those um 
with those experiences, right. like like barking and not knowing what you like when you face th- that adversity. Yeah. What made you come back? Like what made you? Like what made you like it could have broke your spirit. Like if right. you're doing a show for a bachelorette party, right. I could see that easily breaking somebody's spirits in the beginning. Like, oh, yeah. is this what it is? Like, yeah. nah, I ain't with this. It was the community of it. It was the fact that I guess to quote Chappelle, I don't think I have a brittle spirit. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it's you you could uh you knew well, it was a couple things. One, like I told you, I was still kinda low. So if the crowd didn't like me that night, it wasn't nobody in the crowd that knew me. Mm. So I could separate that. Mm-hmm. Those were strangers. It is what it is. It is what it is. Fucking tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow's a new set of strangers. Mm-hmm. That was the beauty of it because it was still a level of anonymity. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Nobody know who the fuck I am. This shit don't follow to the next day. You know what I mean? Like that didn't come until later where you start inviting people and if you take a slow one, now you see them the next day. But... um. I think it was the com- I think it was the community. I think it was the comedy community. I think it was uh, another comedian come up to you and be like, "Yo, it was kind of slow in the beginning, but that first joke you did, that shit was funny." You know what I mean? Da 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 da. Or I see you working on this bit. Now I see you working on this thing. I see you working on this bit. Blah blah blah. Whatever, whatever. It was just like it was very much like all we got is us. It was like mm. a nice little vibe of people. And it became part of the hang, like the barking, kicking it outside became the hangout. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you hope to get on stage because there was this, there was this like hierarchy. This, it was a hierarchy, definitely, but there was like even a fraternity within the hierarchy. Like when you a barker and you're open micer, you kind of only speak to each other. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You you kind of mumble to the to the big dogs. Hey, what's up, girl? You know what I mean. You hope right. they know who the fuck you are. Shit, peace, peace. But you speak to each other. Yo, such and such. I'm going to this mic over here. Da 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 da. Oh, I just I think I got a new. You know, yeah. like it was, it was the uh, the energy of it all. Everybody was kind of developing. That right. was the other thing. You be on a show, and it wouldn't be just you bombing. You know what I mean? Mm. It'd be you take a L, your man's take a L, the other cat, he he scraped by. Right. So he feel a little better than somebody else took a L. So it was that, it was that common, uh, it was a little camaraderie. Right. You right, know what right, I mean? Right, so right. I think that's what kind of that's what kept me going. And how, I just like I like new jokes. I like writing jokes. You know? How how long have you been up until today? How long have you been pursuing this shit? Uh I started in 2005. So what's that? Thirteen years. Thirteen joints. Okay. Yeah, Thirteen years. I started December twenty eighth, two thousand five. That was my first time on stage. That's crazy. I started. Uh, when did I start? I started. Uh, fucking April twenty fourth, yeah, two thousand and twelve. Okay. Why do we remember the exact date? It was for- a big fucking day. <laughs> it was a big. It was the day your life changed. Yeah. It was the day your life changed. Though, yeah, if you think about it, absolutely. you know, at least. For this moment. Especially, too, because it's, like, it's so funny. I had to learn, man. Like, I had to, like, personally, as a right. person, I had to learn, like. Like what? Like, what I, I, had to, I had to swallow my pride for right. the first time in my right. life. Uh-huh. Like, like I've swallowed my pride before. Of Obviously, course. I've been robbed. I've been all kind of shit. But to actually swallow your pride. Right. Especially, like, when, when I started, I was coming off of hustling. Like, I was, like. But 
I think working retail after hustling helped me br- break my pride down a little right. bit. Like, where'd ah, you, you're not what's the man. Your, where'd you grow up? Like, how would you? I grew you, up in the Bronx. Okay, and but, then but, when did like, you move to, to moved, Miami and all of I moved, Florida? I moved to Miami at like, well, to Florida. I moved there like, um, like 18, 19. Okay. And then I moved to Miami like 20, 21. And then, um, and then I was hustling down there, but so you did your whole shit like high school, everything in the Bronx. Yeah, I did everything then, in the Bronx. Okay, I got all like all of the bad shit that I learned is all my like growing up. Like, okay, like that, like that's why, like even like listening to you be like, like nigga, I had to hit rock bottom, right? To be like, I had a homie that was like, yo, check out this positivity type of shit, this, right. this self help shit. Yeah, and it was from a dude. I was in a, I was rolling with a gang of dudes that yeah. everybody's just wild, loose cannon niggas, right. and then. One dude in the group was like really on his shit. Like, yeah. yo, trying he was, to change. Not yeah. even change. He was the only one that kind of he had he he like had his own business. Okay. But he's like, he's one of us. But right. it's like, it's like the one kid that's wilding yeah. out on the block, but yeah. still graduates. So like right. does something right. something uh productive. So focus. Right. Yeah. So he was putting me on because I had read, I was dating the shorty mm-hmm. at the time, and she put me on to um the book Think and Grow Rich. Okay. Yeah. So I read that and right. I, I'm like maybe like 24. Five, 20, right. like 26, 27 at the time. Right. And that shit, that book changed my life because that was the first time I seen the story or I heard the stories of people that started off in the in the bag of shit that rose up. So that's the ultimate. That's what I love about all of them shits. The yeah. humble beginnings. Son, that's correct. But I never even knew that shit. I thought you had yeah. to be Illuminati. Right. I thought you and your parents had to have right. the bag. You had to be I connected. Thought, so I didn't, so that, Lit, that shit sparked something in me Like yeah. oh you telling me it ain't over Cause my whole life I felt like It's no chance There's really? no hope <coughs> You know like don't even try Like one mm-hmm. of the reasons I didn't even go to Well I dropped out of high school One of the reasons that I never really was into school Cause I was always hanging out with people older than me And I right. was always around You know so I would see people go to school My sister um, she went to school in Atlanta mm-hmm. like, To college Where'd you go? Um, she went to Morris Brown Oh shit! My sister went to Morris Brown. Oh, for real? Hey, yeah, yeah, Mo B, yeah. So, so they went down there. now, but yeah, they went. So she went, but then, or like my homie, the people like you know was going to school, a couple of yeah. people, and they would come back and they would be struggling, and I was always like, if I'm a struggle, I don't gotta go there. Right. I'm gonna be right here. Right. I ain't gotta go over there. Right. Why? 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 Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? I hear you. So that shit made me like. But well, what um, made you go to Florida? Dude, what was the the hustle? Oh, it was like the so, hustle. Okay, it was all all Knicks of, went for twenty down south. Yeah, was it was that just following the hustle, and then and then so at first I started in Orlando, and then I went because then it's Orlando so small and how right. I was living. Like right. I'm not saying I was living like a crazy right. life, but like with maybe like a a couple thousand a month was right. big for me. I'm nineteen twenty. Yeah. And and my rent is like seven hundred at the time. Right. My own my first crib. I'm like yeah. nineteen. My first crib, car, all that. You went down there by yourself, or you went down there with like a I was, squad? I was with I was with a couple couple okay. of knuckleheads. Okay. So, but that shit was like, oh shit! And then and then when I went to and but then it was hot because it was like if you in a small place, yeah. I'm getting car washes every day because there's nothing else to do. Right. And I got a crush on a shorty at the car wash. Everybody know who so y'all. I'm pulling up. I'm right. shining. I'm stunting on niggas. Yeah. You know, New York ignorance. Yeah, they looking at up. you like triple X. You know what I'm saying? Like I got I got the motherfucking two two tens in the trunk. I'm, I'm feeling dum, you know dum, yeah. just rattling. Yeah, feeling good yeah, at the time. Yeah. You know, nice mixtapes. Nice. Out of town mixtapes. Yeah, out of town. You know how I was doing. Yeah, they was upset. So then I went to Miami and I seen like, oh, my my beamer ain't nothing down here. I would yeah. fit right in. And and I ran into a D- Dominican homie down there. Mm-hmm. He was living on the water for like 
900. I'm like, oh, that's a couple more hundred than what I'm paying. Yeah, uh, so I might as well move down, get right. a spot, whatever, whatever. So I, I moved. That's that's that. So, but like, back to whatever. I've swallowed my pride. Yeah. In comedy, like after like really living a certain type of lifestyle, and retail, like I said, kind of yeah. helped break me down. But then comedy was like really like, and, and just reading those success books, those self help right. books was like, I already felt like okay, I'm studying what makes people successful. Right. So what from what I learned was almost like the more shit you could eat, right. The more shit you could put up with, yeah. determines how far you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause you know niggas from the hood, like nigga, I ain't Fuck like imagine. All that. If, imagine if I duffed Cool Herc out. So. Oh, it'd have been ugly. It'd have been ugly. Imagine if I stabbed Cool Herc in the restaurant. Over a photo. Over a fo- over oh, just man. not even over him telling me I'm gonna fuck about what's in your phone. Fuck the culture. You know Word? What I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that shit and then like in comedy, it was like it was like uh it, it was just a culture shock, bro. Cause like even yeah. like what you saying. About like when you started, yeah. I felt like when I started, it, there wasn't that camaraderie. Like mm. I, I had friends, like I met people, yeah. but it was like it was still kind of a crab in a barrel uh, mentality, right? You know what I mean? Like yeah. I remember I, my first thing was like I said, I studied, studied successful people, right? So most niggas, puffy, a lot of niggas started in the mail room. So I'm like, I want to work in the club, right? I'm still doing mics, but how can? What's my way in? Right. So I was like, fuck it, I'm a, I'm a clean table, nigga. Right. Niggas didn't even ask me to clean tables at the spot. I just seen what when they was breaking the room down because I would ask to watch a show. I would yeah. watch the whole show, stand by the door, yeah. seen the bus boy, and I just started helping the nigga. Wow. And then, the, and then the nigga was like, yo, you know you ain't got to do that to watch the show. <laughs> That's the busboy telling but, you, fam, yeah. take it I, easy. But then I hit the nigga with my mom's shit. My mom's yeah. used to be like, yo, if you're not useful, you're useless. Yeah. And I think that shit yeah. stuck in his head. So That's the, real. First, it was a little, once it was a little opportunity, the nigga was like, yo, what about that kid that would just be coming here every time? Right. You, made a, you made a way for yourself, yeah. But then at the mics, niggas used to be like, yo, so how you get, how you get, check spot over there and I'm like yo I mean, basically I clean tables toilets right. they got seat people whatever it takes right. and niggas just be like nah I got too much pride for that son and I used to be like damn but fast forward you know what I mean the niggas you don't even know yeah a lot of niggas quit a lot of niggas but so like that camaraderie that's why I asked you like what made you come back there was a lot of there was the camaraderie there was the camaraderie now cause I'm getting back to that there was camaraderie was mad self help like I always say this I always say that, like, when you first starting, especially trying to establish yourself with some shit, mm-hmm. I was out that bitch searching for inspiration. Right. So whether it is, you know what I mean, I'm reading these self-help books, whether, you know, I'm listening to lyricists and niggas is talking that shit, that I, you know what I mean? I got to get into a deep Jay-Z shit to make me feel a certain type of mm-hmm. way. Like, I'm trying to summon this shit from everywhere. And then on top of that, you know, like... uh I got let go from my job in 07, but I was already trying to pursue the, com- the comedy shit. So, five, right. Yeah. So, like, Cat started, I started letting people know. I was like, yeah, well, I'm about to just do this comedy thing full time. And then that turned into the whole, oh, you living your dream. And when mm. you niggas think you live in your dream, there's a there's dream killers, but there's a lot of well wishers and a lot of people. Because there's a lot of people that have dreams that want, they don't have the, they still don't have what, they don't, I don't, they haven't, taking the leap. 
Mm-hmm. So sometimes they'll live through somebody else. Yeah. They'll be that person. They'll be the window to that person. Yo, don't give up. That's what Whatever this podcast you need. is yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Hope right. for the hood. Right, you know what right. I mean? Like, yo, let's get, let's get a drink. Let's mm-hmm. sit down. You, you hungry? Like, real talk. You hungry? Right. You know what I'm saying? And then other, the community of other artists on the come up. Like, I've seen people like that are doing great things now in housing court with me. We right. had, oh shit, what the fuck you doing here? <laughs> right, right. Now we doing our thing because we, we try to keep each other inspired. So mm-hmm. that shit was that shit was big. You know what I mean? And then, you know, you click with certain people. So it was a lot of that. But um, yeah. That was fortunately for me, it wasn't super crabs in the barrel. And then how I got in from the the open mic shit to the next level is we had the opportunity, I got the opportunity to host a show, me and my man Vlad Camano. We uh, Shout out to Vlad. Yeah, shout out to Vlad. He's on my show tonight, matter of fact. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. Where you at? What show? Uh, uh, better Days. Vlad, you in town? Think so. I think so. I hope so. Maybe that nigga thought. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, but anyway, you know. I think he's in LA. Yo, pull up if it's yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. But we we inherited a show, you know, Kenny Ortega and Victor yes. Cruz. Okay, so Kenny Ortega... And uh, I want to say Victor Cruz, because I know this is Victor Cruz with the jump, but I want to say this is the OG Victor Cruz. Mm-hmm. They used to have a show at the Laugh Lounge. They got rid of it, and they gave it to us to host. And we were still, like, new comics. Right. We might have had 20 minutes of material between the two of us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But we would put up a weekly show, and it was dope because now we had a fucking a residence. I always tell new comics, if you can, try to get your own show because then... You got a residence for you to develop and for you to build your fan base. So, like, when you first start, it's like, yo, I'm I'm be performing over here on the third Wednesday of this month. And then on the 13th, I'm over here and on the on the 5th. And nobody going to remember that shit. But if you like, you nigga, every Wednesday, right. I'm at Better Day. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Niggas, no. Even if they don't go, they could right. recite it back to you. I know I got to get to your Wednesday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they know mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And then in the community... Comedians know you got a stage and they want to get on and then you start to become a little bit more useful in the game. Right. You know what I mean? And then that shit, that helped us build our material, build our presence in the culture. And then, you know, that was a great step. Kept us going. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. All right, so fast forward now a little bit. When once you get a bag, he was like, "Oh shit, they paid me to talk shit." Like a bag or just not like paid? A, not like you know, <coughs> uh, a little something, maybe like a little twenty, fifty, a little couple dollars, yeah, hundred. Oh man, the um, what's my man's name? It's my man. I want to say his name was Chris. 
I don't know if I still got his name on number on my phone. He's a comedian. He passed away. He was uh what was my man's name? Um Damn, I wish I had his He's from his, Brooklyn? Nah, he was from Queens. He was from Queens. His name was I wanna say his name was Chris. He was guy he used to do this show with the Guyanese Palm Court. Damn, and, I remember uh, that. I know that spot. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit was a banging little spot too. Like nice on, little on, food. On Liberty. Was it on Liberty? I don't know if it was on Liberty. I forget. It was on one of them. It, it was, was the deep he- in Queens. Heavy, heavy Guyanese Palm Yeah, 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 yeah. So Guyanese Palm Court. And um he used to throw, he was the first cat to to pay me. And then um later on, Hannibal paid me. That was the second person to ever pay me. Those were the first two people to ever put money in my pocket. What year is this from when you started? Ugh, from when you started? Yeah, right? probably. Oh, seven, oh, eight. Like, I, I think I started, I almost I started getting paid early because it definitely was a concern. It was definitely a thing where I used to ask people, I don't know if you had this thing. I don't know if you had this in your in your come up, but getting paid was a big thing because it was like you were paying to get on stage or you was doing, some people was doing bringers. I never really got into the bringer shit, but more often than not, you was just doing it for the love. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, and you get your little new jack spot, wah, wah, wah. Some people like, yo, come out here, but nobody was really throwing me no money. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I would ask around here and then, they were like, you got to get 10, if you get good 10 minutes, you'll start getting some money in the hood clubs. That's what I remember somebody telling me that. And then, um, you know, everybody it was like, ah, it's just one of those things. One day you'll get paid. And I remember I got to interview Tracy Morgan. And I got to sit with this motherfucker for like three hours. This was in seven years or five years? This was early. This was like, this shit, the old shit is a blur now. This is probably, I'm probably at least three years in. Okay. Um, Maybe three, because I, I was already gone. I interviewed him for Vibe. And I was gone from Vibe. And my man hit How'd me. How'd you get that plug, though? Well, I used to work at Vibe. Oh, okay, okay. I used okay, to work okay. at Vibe, and then when I was gone, my man, shout out to my man Ben, actually. He, uh, <clears throat> I told him one day I was doing comedy. He was like, oh, shit, word, that's crazy. And then, like, maybe the next day, he was like, you, you want to interview Tracy Morgan? And it was so funny because literally the the week beforehand, the weekend beforehand, me and my lady, we were binge-watching all of the 30 Rocks, mm. just 30 Rock, just watching 30 Rock after 30 Rock. So we was all on it. And then just this came out of nowhere, and I'm a brand new comic, and I get to sit with this fucking legend. God. You know man. what I mean? And, like, pick his fucking brain. And at first, I was I was reluctant to even let him know I was a comedian because yeah. I'm supposed to be interviewing him. Mm-hmm. So I asked my editor, asked Ben. He was like, nah, fuck it. You know, beyond, tell him. And um, so, uh, interview, you know, I let him know, and he put me on. You know, if you ever get the chance to, if you ever talk to Tracy Morgan, it's kind of like he talk, you listen. You know what I'm saying? So I'm talking to him, but then I remember, and I I used to drive around in this tape for a long time because it was just, it was, he was dropping gems. But I remember one time I was like, yo, let me ask you a question. At what point should I ask for money? He was like, nigga, get paid now. The fuck? Nigga, you a slave? (laughs) Nigga, get paid now. What the fuck is you with you? Are you a slave, nigga? I was like, nah, I ain't no slave. Then fuck that, nigga, get paid. I was like, you know how certain the most simple shit to sound the most profound? It was like that nigga challenge. He said, I think the nigga said that shit. I challenge you to get paid, nigga. Go get money, nigga. I challenge you. Go get money. 
And I was like, nigga, I'm taking that shit. Take that shit. <laughs> and then, uh, that was my shit. Then I started asking niggas, yo, what's your budget? Right, now, I remember right, right, some right. motherfuckers was resisting. What you mean a budget? What you talking about? <laughs> I said, nah, man, I need to, you Come know. Come out here with your big ideas. Yeah, yo. what's popping? And, uh, you know. Like, who you was talking to? Slowly but surely, I started getting a little bit of here. But I didn't really start making no real money until... I don't know, maybe till I had a TV credit or some shit. I don't, okay. I can't, I can't really all the way call it. It was, it was hairy. I did, but I did like weird shit. Like I got to open up for Aretha Franklin at Radio City and I was not really ready for that. I, I didn't crazy. have 20 minutes. I had to do 20 minutes, but I was like, fuck, it's Radio City, nigga. And it was a thousand dollars. I was like, I, don't, I need that thousand dollars. I just recently got my first little rack and yeah. change off of something. I was yeah. like, yeah, that shit Dude, is crazy. I remember, I tell you a good one. I remember... I was doing this one little bar show in the in the East Village. This is where I, I met Suba there. That's the first time I ever did a show with Suba. I met Suba at that spot. I forget. That's probably the only comic I remember on there. But, like, niggas is going down in flames. Mm-hmm. It's not even a crazy show. It's no barely anybody. It's a little small, ranky-dink little bar show that you would do now, kill, whatever, just fall through. Few people, but I had some friends of mine come through, mm-hmm. and I'm like, towards the end of the night, and niggas is bombing, and like the crowd losing faith. You know when you can feel yeah, like uh, niggas is leaving. Yeah. It's like a vagrant in there. He only there because he don't <laughs> got no place to go. So I'm like, shit, I gotta go up there. And I go up there, and I, you know, do a few minutes. And I just get that shit my all. I swear it might have been like four motherfuckers, and I got the vagrant laughing, like I'm right, going right, in, right. and then. That friend of mine worked at Nike, and they were like, "Yo, we want you to host some shit." So then they brought me into a um to a meeting. Shit, spoke me up. Oh, he's very funny. Da 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 da. We sitting at the meeting now. Mind you, I'm in and out housing court. Like you know what I mean? This is like <laughs> right, my right, shit right, was right, on right, the right, verge. Right. And they was they were talking, and they was like, "Okay, so this is what we are gonna do? It's gonna be at the Apollo. You are gonna do this? Probably on do five minutes up front. You are gonna be introducing this this film. Blah 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 blah. You know what I mean? And then um, we're thinking uh, for the host, thinking the budget probably three thousand. Nigga, when they said that shit, <laughs> fam, I'm trying my hardest to co- keep my composure because nobody else, nobody reacted. This is just numbers. Right, These right, niggas right, just right, throwing right, numbers right, around. Right, right, and everybody's like, yeah, that sounds good. Da, 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 da. You know, and dude, that shit sound like $400,000 they was offering me. And, but it was just, it was such a, it was a moment on a bunch of different levels. It, it showed, one, you got to show up every time it back. You know what I mean? No mm-hmm. matter what, mm-hmm. if it's a bullshit show, if you signed on to do it, nigga, that's that's who, this is you. You represent yourself. You right. got to do it. Because there's probably a fan out there or could be a fan. They'd be like, because I remember seeing great comics in terrible shows yes. and watching what they did with that shit. You know what I'm saying? So even still. Some, yeah. Sometimes, like, like, even at my shit, like, my shit, yeah. people come, mm-hmm. but it's not like, it's a free show, one. Right. right. So it's not like people going to a, High esteemed fucking right. spot where it's like you pay, and you, in your mind you're like it's funny. Yeah, you know what I mean. This I'm going to fucking right. Have I'm going laps. to Caroline's. I'm paying for right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, for yeah. the fact that when I see dudes pull up to a spot that's like you don't know if people, I don't know if people right. gonna be there. You right. know what I'm saying? It might be eight, but then when they do their thing, you be like, oh shit, right? Because that's and that, and they do that because I learned, and I'm sure you feel this. As a producer, you know, obviously a comedian, but when you produce your show, you produce the show, and when you're building your lineup, these are people that 
you a fan of, you you right. got you you know like as the producer, you're introducing your crowd to these comics that you fuck with. And you Absolutely. like, yo, if my man do this shit, I already know my homegirl, she gon' yo, nigga, yeah. this, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you already in the back of the room, like, oh, wait, about to do that shit, go. And you looking at the whole shit. So that's why you want them to show up, because that's what you booked them for. Absolutely. So you know what I mean? That shit is crazy. Yeah. All right, so we about to wrap it up. But yeah. uh, before we do, mm-hmm. uh, take us, take me to uh-huh. when you were, say, you're in the game. Right. 13 joints now. Right. Um, well, you, was there ever a point uh-huh. that you, f- like, your spirit may have not been broken? Uh-huh. But like, say after you felt like, all right, I, I got something. I got, I got it. I got, I'm figuring it out. I got, I, I know I'm not a slouch. Right. After that point, was there a point where you felt your spirits were were shaken? After that point of you feeling like, oh, I got some. I, uh-huh. I made a few bags. Right. Um. You know, I see, I see a future in this. Right. Was it? Was there something along the way that there was like a one thing? Mm-hmm. And uh, what was that? And how did you bounce back from that if there was a thing that whatever? Yeah, it's been a bunch of shit. Okay, I but get the you. Bigger, whatever the, the biggest, biggest okay, thing that joy. made you feel some type of way like, uh, oh, I don't know. I, man, I, shit, I got booed at the Garden, right? I got booed at the April Fool's comedy show. This was playing like 2013 or some shit like that. And I was already on TV. Like I was on Guy Code. I had done Russell Simmons Presents the Rockets. Like, I had a couple credits. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I was making some money. I actually, I was I had, I was making money. You was working comedy. in clubs, too, and all of that at the, at the time? Yeah. I wasn't past. I was in. Yeah, I don't even. I was working. I was, I was, I wasn't. From an open mic level? Yeah, I was, I was good. As you were in the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was getting paid to be on shows. You know what I'm saying? Um, I felt like, oh, there's a future in this. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They go on television and shit. People was like, okay, I see you doing your thing. People that I don't know are like, yeah, you funny. Right. Start to feel that. And I was like, oh, shit. Right? And then I did uh, the April Fool's comedy show. And I remember, I remember getting that shit. I remember... Which, Over, I mean, you must have been hyped as fucking the I garden. was hyped. It was, oh, it was, was it Hot like 97. Not a big... No, 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 Oh, no, it was no, Hot 97? No. It's the Hot 97 April Fool's Comedy Show. Okay. I, was, I was like, okay, this is the Hot 97 shit. This is New York, nigga. I'm a hip-hop head. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Blase Skip. Uh, JB Swoove was on it. Tracy Morgan's hosting. You know what I'm saying? It's That's like, crazy. You know what I mean? Like, this felt like, hosting. ooh, full circle type shit. That's crazy. Nigga, I, uh... I'm not gonna lie. I was a little in my head about it. Because it was like, the lineup was like, pretty much, it was like an all-black show. You Ooh, know what I mean? On the, so Tracy Morgan's hosting. Tracy Morgan's hosting. I feel like after that, you don't even need to know who's on the lineup. Right. Tracy Maybe Smooth is, ho- is headlining. Okay. Uh, I think Syfe did a spot. This was kind of when Syfe first kind of was, you know what I mean? We kind of ran the same time. Uh, man, Omar Thompson was on there. He was early in it. Um... I forget who else was on. Lunell was at the show. She was on it. That's crazy. But it was like, you know, if you look at those lineups, it's always that. And I hadn't, I hadn't played the, like the, 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 I guess the chitless circuit in a minute. Mm -hmm. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? When you first come out, I don't know if you played the chitless circuit. Absolutely. That's the only niggas that throw you up. That's the only motherfuckers that throw you (laughs) up. But you know, you be mud fighting in there. You be fighting and shit. And you know, sometimes the shit be on some bullshit. 
But I did, you know, I I I, I cut my teeth, mocha, fucking, fucking fish eye, like I said, cafe lose, all these little spots. I used to do that shit. But then I was also doing like a lot of the alt circuit. Like that's big when the alt rooms were big too. Right. So this was when it was this division of like the alt versus the mainstream versus the da-da-da-da-da. So like I'm doing my thing. And to your point, you were like, they, you, when you first started, it was like kind of this uh this feeling of kind of like crabs in a barrel right. type shit. I think there was a little bit of, I'm on TV, right? But I think amongst the few people, it might have felt like I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, uh, I was on TV too early. Or I might not have deserved what I got or whatever. You know what I mean? So... I think I was kind of in my head about that shit. It was a bit of a complex where I felt like I did well in black rooms, but I wasn't like no black room bully. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like absolutely. I wasn't like yes. Capone or Smoke or what them niggas. Like I could hold my own in there, but I you was kind of lose the fight. Yeah, I'm but, not gonna lose the fight, but, but you, then I'm kind of like, why are we fighting? Right, you know what right, I'm saying, right. nigga? This is a joke. We absolutely. joke. Like why I gotta? You know what I mean? Why, why I gotta not care about right. my, the beats and my jokes? Right. <laughs> Well, why, why I gotta wait for Frankie Beverly to fully fade out before I could start my set? So, anyway, uh, I'm a little in my head about it, but I'm not tripping. I got people from MTV there, my managers there. I got a brand new part of my manager. I just signed to another new manager. Da 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 da. So it's like a lot going on, and big ass dressing room niggas is you know doing their thing or whatever in the back. And the DJ's like, yo, what you want to come out to? I'm like, all right, bring me out to um, So Ghetto by Jay-Z. That's my shit. I just mm-hmm. love that that primo beat. How that, dun, dun, how that shit dry shit is crazy. So I'm like, that's what I want. So uh, the show's going on. Niggas is doing their thing. JB come. JB don't want a headline. JB wants to go on. Because they don't want to stay to the end. So he goes he goes on before me. Oh, he fucking he pulled. Everybody else is doing 10 minutes. This nigga does a full 20-minute set. Destroys. Uh, destroys that shit. And ask me, and then I gotta go up. And I'm not the nigga to really follow. Cause in my head, I'm like, you can follow anybody if you're self possessed enough to know that you just do you. You know what I'm saying? Right, you set right, the right, room, right, whatever, whatever. Right. Or try to follow anybody, but don't get in your fucking head. I was still at that point where I was like, uh oh, I'm still mad, nervous, or whatever. Fuck. Nigga, today, if a nigga say you'll follow JB Smooth, I don't care at how the much garden. I'm feeling myself. Follow JB Smooth yeah, at the garden, 97. I, I don't care how much I'm feeling myself. The first thing I'm thinking is, what am I going to say first? Yeah. <laughs> Especially when the nigga took the whole roof off the shit. Right, right. The whole yeah, yeah. roof off the shit. So I say, yeah, um, I'm next. Uh, they say, what you want to come out? I say, so ghetto. So they, they, I'm thinking, you know, so ghetto, it's funny when you got to come out to a song, you should know the song. Mm-hmm. Like I knew the song, but I know when the beat drop. But you forget, so ghetto take a little time for the shit. To, it's like, dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 Rockefeller, y'all. Dun, dun, dun. It's mad shit. Nigga, it only take me seven seconds to get to the mic. So now the beat ain't even dropped yet. I'm at the mic in front of thousands. And then the DJ cut it. And I'm like, nah, DJ, let that shit, let that shit rock. You know what I mean? Let it, let it, let it drop. So the nigga play it again. I'm standing at the mic, like looking, you know what I mean? Like waiting for the beat to drop. And then the beat drop. And this is me kind of halfway pandering. Because to your Mike Britt point, I'm not, I've never really been that nigga. I could, like, I'm of the culture. Mm-hmm. I know the culture. I know the nuance of the culture. 
But I'm not. I got jokes, Pop. I'm not coming Yo, up here. What Kuhurk said, though. Yeah. What Kuhurk said, Kuhurk wasn't at fuck this one. He was outside. <laughs> he said, fuck the culture. He said, fuck the culture. <laughs> right. That's, that's what I should have said. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm like, like trying to get right. niggas hyped. Right. Like, it's, you know what I mean? When the beat drop, I'm like, y'all niggas, this the type of shit. I'm trying to make a little joke over mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And it's halfway going over. And then he finally cut of this shit. And then I'm I'm doing I'm doing material. And it's like, it's I used to have this joke where I'd be like, yo, show me love like a dead rapper. You know what I mean? I'd be like, you know, best dead rappers get the best love. Too bad they be dead, you know, and I go through the whole little shit. And I do that shit, but these niggas take it literal. These niggas start like, y'all now dead rappers. Tupac! Biggie! <laughs> No, fuck for Tupac. Now these niggas is beefing amongst each other. I'm trying to do the joke. These niggas having their way with it. It's back at the point where take a moment, gather yourself, address it, and keep going. Yeah. But like now, I'm trying to like do my joke when the room ain't all the way settled. So niggas ain't even hearing me. So after a while, I'm like, yo, what the, what the fuck? What's this nigga talking about? You know, da 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 da. I'm doing this other joke. I'm trying to do a pit bull joke. Mm-hmm. And I'm setting up Because now I'm nervous So I'm setting my jokes up Super fast Like I'm not giving them No real Right I'm, I'm really? not I'm not respecting My transitions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Niggas start booing me Boo You hear the boo Boo So now I feel my ego kicking in I'm like nah I'm getting booed In front of too many niggas I can't have this I got people I work with here I'm from New York Nah y'all niggas can't be booing me So I'm like yo fuck that shit I'm going back and forth And in the back of my mind Mind you I don't know if you've seen this clip Of Bill Burr Out in um, Atlantic Oh it was in Atlantic But it was, a, it was a Philly show Where he's going oh, in okay, on okay, 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 And okay. I got six minutes left Right right right, <laughs> right, right, right So I'm like Oh this is my Bill Burr moment So I'm like Fuck that Y'all niggas I'm kind of trying to go at niggas And I'm making jokes here and there Nigga I done wore all this shit Y'all niggas trying to boo me A little bit of laugh they say, yo, my grandmother here, man. Y'all can't boo me for my grandmother. My grandmother wasn't there. My grandmother hit him. Like, oh, then he was like, man, fuck that shit, boo. You know, ah. niggas started booing me, but I've st- I stayed my whole, right, you right. know, did my whole, stayed out there for the whole time. It wasn't a safari situation. Now they ain't throw no hot dogs and no shit at me. <laughs> but it was whack because, so this is around the same time as Guy Code. So, you know, doing Guy Code, I met Charlemagne. And I've always known Angela Yee. She was like one of the first people I told that I wanted to do comedy. Oh, wow. Um, and, you know, so I went up on the Breakfast Club. And these niggas was like made a whole thing. They was booing me. You know, we going through the whole shit. You know, blah, 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 blah. This was like fresh after? Maybe. Maybe oh, a couple shit. days after. Damn. Because niggas had heard about it. I, t- I, t- I had to tweet it. I was like, okay. I just got booed at the garden. Okay, okay, okay. You know, so niggas heard about it. It wasn't like it was the super biggest thing. But niggas heard about it because, you know, within that, I think there was a guy code party the next day. So the whole cast is there. Mm. Charlemagne's a nigga that's on the radio. So he's like, yo, they heard they booed my man D at the da-da-da-da-da, you know, whatever, whatever. So I go up there and they, you know, they played radio. They fucking with you. You got booed. Who's your favorite basketball player? Booby Gibson, you know, dumb shit like that. <laughs> so it becomes a joke. And, it, you know, but the funny thing is, for a minute, that becomes the narrative because, and I always say, yeah, be careful of your little breakfast club narrative, how you go up there, you know. But um, for a while, niggas was introduced to me. There was a, not a lot of people, but there were people that were introduced to me by hearing I got booed. So, like, niggas are being my my Twitter mentions, boo, for That's months. Crazy. 
Niggas will boo me up, you know, all types of shit. Mind you, I had the headline Caroline's maybe two weeks. That's why I was up there on the Breakfast Club to promote my Caroline oh, shit. shit. So I'm in my mind That's like, crazy. these niggas, like I'm looking like I don't know how to do comedy. Right. And then and, and, they try, and they try to fucking explode. Right, they right, try to, they yeah. try they try to make themselves hot. They trying to over fabricate yeah. the, the fake ja rule me or something. You know what I <laughs> mean? Like uh, you know, no shots, but they try to take me out. That's crazy. And I don't want that. So <laughs> and it would it shook my confidence for a minute because now there was a moment where when you come up to the stage, you already know you funny, right? Mm-hmm. And then comes a moment where you like. There's a part where you're like, well, I got to prove to these niggas. Like, you start to feel like, I don't think they think I'm funny. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I got to, like, I got to go extra hard. Like, I can't, I can't uh, afford to take an L. I can't afford, like, this shit got to go. You know what I mean? And then after a while, like, it, you know, it, we all got, I got back to who I am and, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, being comfortable on stage. But for a while, that kind of shook me because it was just like, Niggas is gonna try to rap me like I'm, you know, on like I'm a bullshit ass comic. And right. That's nah, we can't have that. So that that fucked with me for a minute. I got over it. You know but what, what I'm saying? Was, did you have like that conversation with yourself, like where you kind of assess what you're doing and you're like, yo, fuck this shit. Like how you feel, like you said, like it shakes right. you. Like you know those moments where you like yeah. it's almost like you and yourself and you like. Subconsciously talking to yourself, right? Like, like you like Mickey and Rocky at this point. Like, Got to have a by yourself meeting, right? Yeah, yeah. In you the medicine like, cabinet well, mirror. Yeah, you like, yo, listen, nigga. Yeah. Nigga. So what was that? When, was, when yeah. was that? Like, was that like a couple <sighs> was, months after that? It was a couple months after that. It was. I mean, it was a process because mm-hmm. it was always. You know what it is. You know when you bugging over some shit. And you you feel you you bugging and you feel it flare up and you got to talk to yourself. Yo, you bugging, chill out. You bugging, you mm-hmm. bugging. But then, you know, like you don't like it'll it'll be it'll happen frequently. You be bugging. You know what I mean? Damn, I think these or you'll get upset about some shit or whatever. But then after a while, you have to be like, man, you know what you do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know. You get busy. You got to do what you know you do. You got to get on stage and do that shit. Nigga, you worth being on stage. You worth this shit. You know what I'm saying? You can't You can't submit to what some motherfuckers on Twitter is talking about. Who are right. these niggas? Right. These people that don't do shit. You know what I'm saying? So it was one of those where you kind of had to check yourself and then, like, tap in. Right, right. You know what right, I mean? Right. And, and, you know, just doing shows and... Doing like I had a great run at that Caroline shit. You know what I'm saying? Like just doing the work, it'll build back up the confidence. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Because right. it's it's basically the collection of your experiences. You'd be like, all right, so how did that go? That was good, right? How did that go? That was good, right? You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah, right. you just, just got to build yourself back up. It was crazy though. Fast forward now, yeah, to comedy knockout. Comedy knockout. You yeah, see yeah, yeah. yourself? Because yeah. I'll be honest, I'm a type. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a nigga. Yeah. Any nigga I know that come up on anything positive that's po- I'm nigga I'm I came up nigga right right I'm right like, we did it what, what, what the nigga uh remember Eddie Griffin special back in the day mm-hmm. I forgot I think it was a joke about uh what, what black people funerals mm-hmm. that nigga me mama that nigga me <laughs> <laughs> that nigga me do you ever like you you get to this point it's crazy right, you right. the face of a fucking show right you know what I mean yeah. Do you ever sit there and go, yo, I like I came up from fucking, you know, niggas taking my G.I. Joe's back, son. Right. You know what I'm saying? 
I, I, I overcame that hurdle. A, a niggas using all of my bubble juice, man. Some days. And and, and I, I, niggas tried to play me at the garden, son. Right, right. Niggas tried to play me on Twitter, son. Right. And now they got to see my face on the way to their job. And the L is, is fucked up right now. And, <laughs> and they, they there's so many people that two trains got to come before they could actually get on the train yeah. to get to where they going. Like, does that ever hit you? Like, oh, shit, I'm... I'm and I know, you know, that's just, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a milestone. It's not right. like a, that be all end all. Right. But it's like, definitely, do you ever think about that, though? Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes when it's, sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll get excited about the opportunity. You know, that's dope. I'm excited. I'll be honest with you. That's something I got to work on. I got to just uh, process uh, wins and accomplishments. Like, sit in them a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I'm one of these people that's like, all right, we got that. Now what's next? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's good, though. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. I think, you know, one, like, I think I started a little later on. So there's this part of me that feels like I got to catch up. There is this part of me that just don't want to rest on the laurels. You know what I mean? Like, right. I think I said the laurels. You know. You I know fuck with mean? your vocabulary, Thank too. You, you brother, be saying I appreciate some shit, that. Son. Likewise, man, we out here trying to give hope to the hood. Yo, my girl said, uh, what my girl said earlier, she said, um, I've reached, I've reached the nubbins. And I was like, what the Ooh. fuck is a nubbin? <laughs> I got to look that up. You ever try to look up yeah. a word on the low when you're in a conversation with somebody? You don't want to ask them. You try to shazam the word on the low. You're like, yo, let me go. Nubbins. And then you bring it back up. Yo, my nub- I'm going to be honest with you. I'm kind of at my nubbins too or some other shit. I just, yeah. you know, I since we're talking about nubbins. I told Shorty, yo, I, she said, I'm at, I'm at my nubbins. I said, well, I live on nubbins boulevard. Right. Right, that's where I know. reside. But um, but nah, that's yeah. So that's dope, man. That you fucking, you know, yeah. You been through it. You ain't quit because I feel like that's the shit that I'm learning too. Like I said, people, you quit. I don't really focus. I never really focused on the spirits. Like right. I focus on what I'm doing. I focus on what I want to be doing. I right. focus on where I'm from. But right, the, the most constant thing is your spirits. So right. like what kind of spirits you're in, how right. you feel at the moment, or whatever it is. Right. So the fact that you can fucking Go through all of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not get shaken or fucking... Or not not get... You got shaken, but not get broken. Not get broken. Because that's the beauty of what we do. We do comedy. So, like, life going to throw you ever... First of all, people come to us to kind of kind of bounce back, right? So, a lot of what we do is process all of this fucked up shit. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I don't know about you, but even when shit is horrible, like one of the immediately... It's what's funny about yeah, it. Yeah, what's funny about right. it. How can I talk about this? What's the bit in this? You know what I mean? So it, it, I think it's an exercise in perspective. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It makes you look at things. It makes you not dwell in it or at least look for the, the silver lining. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, and I right. think that, that kind of informs my life. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I think I got that definitely. I don't say I got that from comedy. I got that from being broke and and being, you know, growing up with that. But humor was always something to diffuse heavy situations. You know what I mean? Yeah. For as long as I can remember. That's just so, crazy. Yeah. It's like, it's crazy because I was doing it, but I wasn't thinking about it. No. But not until I started doing comedy when the shit happened, I'd be like, oh, shit. Yeah. I was really trying to, like, cope with right, shit right. through Making myself laugh. Like, it's right. not, because I'm not telling, in real life, I'm not telling nobody, like, yo, yeah. my mom's wears wigs and, like, right. whatever, whatever. Or, uh-huh. like, yo, my girl 
said this to me. Like, yeah. I, I make the joke to myself. Right. Like, yeah, but this bitch don't know that. Ha, 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 ha. You know what I mean? And some you know? of those are the best laughs. You ever yeah. have a laugh by yourself? That right. shit is like, nah, oh. <laughs> Yeah. And it'd be simple because yeah. it'd, be, it'd be how harsh shit is. Right. And the one little turn you make on it is like, it could be a, a, a half a second turn. Yeah. And it's the biggest fucking feeling for you. Yeah. You're like, because ah. it's the shift. It's all about that. And that shit, you feel it. Right. You're like, damn, nigga, you still got it. <laughs> Just between yourself. You still got it. But yo, my dude, thank you so much for coming through. Thanks for um, having me, man. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm always, a, I'm a big fan. Likewise. You know, and I'm looking forward to to seeing you again, working with you again. Who knows? Niggas might be the next fucking and living color type of I'm shit. That. That's what I'm like. Honestly, I'll be looking at niggas, man, straight up. I, I was about to shut it down, but okay. this might be might go another five hours. Uh-oh, but here we go. It'd be the shit where it's like, I'm looking at it like, because I'll look at it where great minds, nigga, need the link. Yeah. Where, as opposed to, because I feel like it's such a like, me, me, me. Mm-hmm. And it's fine because that's the way the world is. Right. But then at the same time where you see other dudes, it's like, it's not a lot of us. Right. Especially like that New York energy yeah. of yeah. like, oh, yeah. our shit is a specific type of fucking mm-hmm. thing, bro. Like it's a, it's. It's a vibe. It's, a, yeah. But mm-hmm. it's universal though. Because right. it's like, that's, that's the beauty of New York too. It's like you can, you, you're, you're honing you mm-hmm. in front of people from, all over the world. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you see the receptiveness right. of strangers from fucking Switzerland, Australia, Oklahoma, right. Texas, right. wherever the fuck they coming from. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I see that and I'll be like, yo, why niggas? I swear to God, since I've been doing comedy, mm-hmm. I've never seen, especially dudes from, I've never seen motherfuckers link up mm-hmm. or like I have, but nothing to like, because I've seen New York, like, older dudes do shit together, yeah. whatever, whatever. But it's kind of like, you just look at it like, ah, whatever. But right. I've never seen, the like, the new, like the newer brilliant minds right, 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 right. and be like, Get yo. Justice like, League and, thing and, and also, I'm like, it don't even matter what the bag is. It's right. about doing some shit that, right. that, you know what I mean, influences the culture. Where it's like, yeah. I mean, we ain't trying to be cool hercs or nothing, but... right. You know, I, I, I always, I always, I always uh, look at that. Man. No, I, I like, hear you. Son. I hear you. I believe I, I'm with you on that. Like I see niggas be petty, like, I, cause I'm a cool dude. Like that's one thing. You know, you yeah. you cool with everybody, right? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But everybody ain't cool with everybody, right? So you hear about so, all like, the backbiting, you hear and grievances, yeah. like, man, fuck yeah. this nigga. And I'm like, what, yeah. what, 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 what do you do? Right. <laughs> like, right. Fuck your girl. Like what happened? Yeah. And it just be ego shit where you be like, yo, man, what's wrong? with It's not that man? serious. Like, it's and then, not. I, and then I feel like niggas be looking at niggas' bags, like, yo, this mm-hmm. nigga got the bag. Fuck this nigga. Or like, right. instead of just being like, yo, all right, cool, man. Shout out to you, bro. Right. You know what I mean? It's fucked up because it's like, you know, there's enough for everybody. But I think you kind of got to get some to realize that because it's, you know, scarcity thinking. You know what I mean? If you grow up in a situation where, I don't want to say you grow up, in, but I, I, I will say that for some, but like if you grow up in a situation where there's not a whole lot of opportunity or you're being sold that there's not much opportunity in it for you. So, you know, niggas like you dead in jail or, you know what I mean? Or blah, 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 blah. It's only these kind of things. That's too, you ain't going to ever get that. So you feel as though it's almost not possible so when you get a little something mm-hmm. you be you hold it so tight for fear of losing the little bit you got that you don't open yourself up to get more that's fucked up that's some shit I even deal with you know what I mean that's one of those things right. and people should be more 
I feel that people. I would. I want to do that. Just more. Yo, what's good? What you been up to? What you working on? Bop, 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 bop. Right. But right, sometimes, right. Got, you know, pride is a motherfucker. You know, it's a lot of different things. You know, you might not want to. You know, some people would feel like they might be burdening somebody. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You know, but uh, I'm always down to build and chop it up with people. I say that and see how it goes from there. Word. Well, my brother, yeah. uh, thank you so much for coming through. Thank you, man. I everybody, tune in, see him, check him out. We're going to post your, excuse me, your handles and all of that. No doubt. Um, so thank you guys for listening. I know that was like 10 million hours, so hopefully you had a far ride or somewhere to go. Yeah. Uh, make sure to just keep listening. You can find us on ACAST, Apple Music, uh, ACAST.com forward slash Hope of the Hood. Talk to you next time. Bye. There it is. Wee. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 